Let me pitch a crazy idea here. What if we put all children through personal development classes? And then we just allowed the future generations of kids to be more aware and confident. Would that be disastrous? Or would it help to avoid some of the unfortunate stories that we hear from our friends after they've grown up and discovered these deep-seated issues? Welcome to the Just Dumb Enough Podcast. I'm your host as always, Colton Petrie. My guest today is Renee Thornborough. Renee is CEO of the company Adventures in Wisdom, and for the past 10 years, she has worked towards the goal of bringing life coaching and personal development to kids across the globe. It might sound intense, but the storytelling method of delivering lessons is older than written history. So why can't we sprinkle it into the current curriculums? Let's set up the next generations for success. Welcome to the show, Renee Thornborough. Oh, thanks for having me, Colton. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you on the show. Why don't you introduce yourself for the audience? Sure. So I am the founder and CEO of a company called Adventures in Wisdom. And for the past 10 years, I've been leading a worldwide movement to bring life coaching and personal development to kids. We've certified many hundreds of coaches in over 30 countries to help kids learn how to develop mindset skills for confidence, resilience, self-esteem, and self-leadership so they can handle those ups and downs of growing up, uh, just go for it in life, and just really be who they were meant to be in the world. So we're empowering kids and we're empowering our coaches to go out there and do their work in the world as well. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like you have hit the ground running on this where you're like, I've got coaches, we're in 30 countries, we're busy. We are busy and it's never been more needed because in the United States, children's mental health has been declared a national emergency. Our, our children are really needing support with the kind of the prevention side of mental health, developing mental wellness. You know, a lot of people aren't even aware that this is an option for their children and that we can really support children in developing their mental muscles at an early age so that they can navigate those challenges of life and learn how to set and achieve their goals so they can go accomplish their dreams as well. Yeah. And I know I'm probably getting a little ahead of myself, but what kind of age group would you like to ideally target? So our ideal age is ages six through 12. Uh, what makes our, our program or my curriculum so unique is that I have a story. It uses stories, coaching stories to help children learn how to develop over 27 mindset skills. And Colton, I mean, I know we have a lot of grownups who are listening to this podcast and all the mindset skills that we help children develop work for us grownups too. And it's so anything that I can share that, with, that we use with children works for us as grownups. So it's uh, that's the age we target. We want to get them while they're young so they can use those skills throughout middle school, high school, and into their adult years as well. Yeah, it makes sense where you're like, if you learn something while you're young, while you've got that, you know, big spongy brain that absorbs everything, like you get to use it for longer. Absolutely. And spongy brain is really is the key because part of what we do is we teach children the brain science behind why these mindset skills work. You know, confidence is a skill. Self-esteem is a skill. Resilience is a skill. Setting achieving goals is a skill. Uh, the thing is, is most people aren't aware of it, and we're certainly not taught it in school. 
Yeah. So when you got into, you know, life coaching in general, like how long before you saw, oh, there is an entire untapped path of this working with kids. Like, why am I only working with adults? <laughs> well, I'd love to share a little bit about my journey because it's actually a little bit different from that. And when that is when I graduated from college, and this is many years ago, I discovered the world of personal development. And Colton, I was like, why didn't I learn this when I was a kid? I just felt like the whole world of possibilities opened up to me. And over the years, I became an expert in personal development. I used those skills to create a very successful corporate career, a happy, fulfilling marriage and relationships, and just to really you know, thrive in life. And then when I had my children, I started looking for something to something to help me help them develop these mindset skills. And I couldn't find anything out there. And this was 20 years ago. My kids are 20 now. I have twins, a son and a daughter. And so I started working with them on my own. And sometimes it seemed kind of luxury and kind of boring. And I, I didn't want my kids rolling their eyes every time I opened my mouth. So I started writing stories. And that really was when the magic happened because they not only loved the stories, they were really learning these concepts. And from there, my vision just grew as to what I wanted to help other children as well. And at the time, I had a, I was vice president of marketing for a company here in Austin, loved my career, great team, making great income, but I just really had this pull to do more in the world and to help children. So I retired from my corporate job. I was fortunate enough to be able to take a year off and write the curriculum, which is teaching the 27 mindset skills for kiddos, all using that story-based coaching format. And I launched my company. So here's the deal. I got into whole life coaching quite by accident because it really was a curriculum for parents to be able to use with their own children. But I had life coaches and counselors and therapists and social workers and educators coming to me saying, hey, I want to use this in my business. And I thought, well, that's a great idea because I knew they could reach children I would never be able to reach. So I created a certification program, a business licensing program to enable other people to use my work. And I'm just so honored that there's so many people around the world who are using my work with kids and getting just such phenomenal impact. Just, it really transforms the lives of not only children, but and their families as well. So it kind of happened by accident, but by following what the opportunities were as they were there. So um, it, it, it got into life coaching that way. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, starting, I've, I've never coached adults directly, like as a profession, mm -hmm. uh, cutting came in through the culture coaching specialty that we created to help other people bring life coaching to kids. Yeah. I mean, I like that because you're like, I just started teaching my kids all of the skills that I was learning in college and beyond. And it just so happened that I was like, oh, this is actually really useful. And other people see that and you're like, oh, you know, yeah. we could just, we could teach kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's really neat because we attract the most passionate people. They're just so passionate about helping children. Of course, passionate about personal development work, too. We get a lot of people from education space. We're getting healthcare workers now as well. A lot of people, it's kind of their second career a little bit later in life. I mean, it, it varies, but it's it, they're just amazing people. I just absolutely love our coaches. Yeah, that's awesome. So. With working in, you know, like you said, the storytelling program, what are some of those, and I know there's 27, so we don't have to go through all of them, but what are some of those like big benefits you hope to like draw out of kids as they start to pick up on the lessons in these stories? 
Oh my gosh, Colton, just how powerful their mind is and their thoughts. Our thoughts create our experience of our life. You know, everything from our confidence to our self-esteem to what we can accomplish in our world is based on what we choose and how we choose to think about what's possible for ourselves. So it really is about teaching children about the power of their mind. We call it you know, how your mind shapes your world and what you can do to shape your mind. So we're teaching kids the brain science behind why mindset skills work so that they can understand and believe that these skills will work for them as well. It's interesting. I just had an interview, so it'll be up right before yours, with a guy named Terry Tucker, and he had kind of learned like overcoming all these hardships on the back end of life, where he's like, yes. you know, I've I've been out, I've done all these things things have been really hard and I kind of figured out how to get over it after bad things happened to me. And now I have you on here and we're like, oh no, we're going to get to you before all the bad things happen. So you can like manage that as you go through it. <laughs> Absolutely. We need to help our kids learn how to navigate disappointments and frustrations and managing mistakes. I mean, all of these things are things that we can bounce back from and be stronger than we were before. And it builds our confidences too. You know, every, every time we, face something, a challenge, and we get back up again, that builds our confidence. I'm sure you've heard, you know, fall down seven times, get up eight. That's exactly what we're teaching kids. Yeah. I mean, there just is inevitably going to be failure along the way because we can't avoid it. But if there's not failure sitting on the couch doing nothing, right? We're not creating a real life. And if we really want to create something in life, we're going to be failing. Kind of, we fail, we fail, fail to our future. The failure creates our future. And learning how to just recognize that like, oh, it's okay that I failed. I just have to keep pushing through is like yes. an enormous lesson that we don't learn as a kid because everything when you're a kid is a disaster. When you fail, you're like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I don't know if I'm ever going to do anything like this again. I want to give up. Like that's where yeah. I was at least as a kid. And that's all the people I knew. Well, and most kids are because when kids are faced with challenges and disappointments, they don't have the skills to handle them. And that's why when something ha big happens, it crushes their self-confidence. It crushes their self-esteem. And if they don't have the skills to be able to bounce back from that, then it, they just suffer. And then they start, what happens is the walls of their comfort zone start getting stronger and they start playing smaller and smaller in life and taking less risks not going for it in life. Yeah. And there's a lot to say, you know, about just having a little resilience in your diet, right? When you're a kid, like learning that is obviously very critical. Are there other like, you know, big points you try and try and drive home? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can talk a little bit about resilience. I mean, we have something that, that I like to talk about. It's called the bounce back formula. And it's something that helps us grownups too, about how we deal with and build resilience. You know, if you want to kind of explore that, we can we can certainly go down that path. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear about it. Fantastic. Well, the bounce back formula really it's it's all about building resilience. And there's there's three R's in it. Um, the first R is to reset, then we remap, and then we reprogram. And it's all about the phases that our brain goes through whenever we have a situation that happens. So let's talk about like if we have a big situation, because if we can handle the big situations, then we can handle all the little bumps in the roads as well. So 
Colton, what happens to the brain when something big and what we perceive as bad happens and we kind of freak out, it's like, rah, we shift from the frontal lobes of our brain where critical reasoning and ability to be calm is occurring. And we shift back into what's called the amygdala of our brain. That's where like fight or flight happens. And so we live, you know, that's, that's why you can't think straight is because you're not even in the frontal lobes of your brain anymore. So the first thing we need to do in this first phase is to reset. So just picture it in this gigantic reset button. And so we want to push this reset button. And one of the best ways to do that for kids and us grownups is just put our hand on our heart and take five slow, deep breaths to help calm us down a little bit. And what we want to do is want to be able to kind of put this whole thing in perspective and process what has happened. Because what happens when we have big oops is that it will flare back up so we go back into our fight or flight again. So we have to calm back down. So that's where the breathing always helps. But as part of, part of our processing, it's different people process in different ways. Some people like to exercise. Some people meditate. Some people journal. Some people phone a friend. But find some way to start processing that. And by the way, it's also okay to have a little bit of a pity party. You know, whenever we have something that happens, we try to resist it. You know, I'm sure you've heard what you resist persists. So if you try to resist it, it's going to keep creating those negative emotions in your body. So, but the thing about the pity party is just have a time frame on it. You know, try to keep that short. So we're resetting. Then what we're going to do is we're going to remap. And that's what we're doing with the brain here is we're going to show the brain that we have a path to get out of this pain that we're in. And the first step of that, Colton, is really to figure out, okay, is this still what I want to achieve? Let's say you're going for a goal. You know, is this something I still want to achieve? So is this still my purpose, my vision? And that's where having a vision board can come in so handy because it helps us communicate our why. And if you just kind of picture a, a map in your head and you look at point A and you want to get to point B, what we're doing now is we're going to have to draw our map on how we're going to get to point B. It, the route may look a little different than it did before. Colton, the mistake that so many people make, I think, about success and achievement is they think that it's kind of the straight line, 45 degree angle going up, you know? And for in business, we like the hockey stick going up, right? But what happens in life really is it's usually a loop-de-doop-doop. It's more like a roller coaster, up and down. Sometimes it's backwards. And hopefully you're still kind of moving in the upward trend. But just realizing that sometimes your map, you have to redraw that map. And what that's doing in the brain is it's allowing our brain to see, okay, this is how I'm going to get there. And it's building what we call neural pathways in our brain. Neural pathways are connections in our brain that help us understand the world. So the more we do something, the stronger those neural pathways become. So for example, when you're going to the grocery store, if you go to the same store all the time, that's a very strong neural pathway because you do it so often. Well, that's how our habits get formed. That's how our comfort zone gets formed is because we're doing the same thing over and over again. And what we're doing is we're drawing that new map so we can see, okay, this is where we're going to go. And the more we think about that and see that map, we know, okay, this is the path that we're going to need to take. And then what we need to do is think is what we call power shift and shift the way we're thinking about what just happened. Because what's, the amazing thing is that events in life are neutral. And we as human beings determine whether an event is positive or negative based on how we choose to think about it. So, for example, something that kids face, something that we as adults face, say you failed a test. 
A negative way to look at that is I failed, I'm a failure. A more empowering way to look at that is I failed a test, Ugh, must not have studied the right thing. Or maybe I need to study harder next time. Or maybe I can ask the teacher for extra credit. You know, that's what a kid might deal with. For us as business owners, we might have a failed launch. And it's like, oh, you know, failed launch. Oh, I shouldn't be in business. Sign from the universe. I shouldn't be doing this. I mean, you know, all those things that, that go through people's heads sometimes. Versus saying, okay, I'm going to, we call it putting on our power goggles. How do I put on my power goggles? How do I think about this to shift my thinking about the situation in a way that empowers me? What did I learn from this? How can I do different? What approach am I going to take differently next time? How can I recover from this? So is how can I is a very powerful coaching question that we can ask ourselves, that we can ask kids, that we can ask anyone that we're that might be struggling that we're talking to, because it puts our brain on a, a new level or a different way, a level of thinking, looking for a way to solve that problem. So we're shifting our thinking about what happened so that we're feeling more empowered about it. Yeah. I mean, it's very much like, you know, you said you have to remap things because Yes, we do map things out, and sometimes it's a habit that is generally good for us, and sometimes it's that unconscious habit where you're like, oh, mm -hmm. and every time I fail, I beat myself up for it relentlessly. Mm -hmm. And what happens, too, is when we're beating ourselves up, too, it's it's shifting us back into that amygdala part of our brain, and we're kind of bouncing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And what we want to do is to reset our brain and this remapping will help us stay more in our frontal lobes, keep our vision in front of us, marching forward with our map. And that moves us into phase three, which is where we're pro reprogramming our brain. And this is really the longest phase because what we're doing is we're continuously focusing on what it is that we're wanting. And we're doing this in multiple ways. We're doing it with visualization, affirmation, and positive self-talk. Positive self-talk, I think it's one of the most powerful mindset skills that we can teach kids. In fact, it's we give away a free story, a free coaching story on our website, and this is the one, positive self-talk, because it is critical for our self-esteem, confidence, our ability to be resilient, because every time we're talking with ourselves, you know, we're sending ourselves messages that are either building us up or tearing us down. And what we want to do with positive self-talk is really build ourselves up. So... If you picture your vision board, if you picture a mirror, and we have what we do teach children is to develop a mantra, a positive mantra, an empowering mantra, so that every time they see their reflection, they say something positive to themselves. So that's really important because it's strengthening that neural pathway. What we want is their comfort zone, that strong neural pathway, to be a message of positive self-talk. So that's moving them forward as well. And then being in action. Being in action, really, that, that's one of the keys whenever we've had a setback is to have that plan, positive self-talk, be in action to make it happen. And that's how we recover. That's how we bounce back. Yeah, it definitely makes me think about how you talk to yourself, because I'm sure not all of us are kind when we talk to ourselves. We're, you know, we're a pretty harsh critic for our own work. And, uh. It, it has to eventually take a toll, right? Like you, you only get away with kind of trash talking yourself so many times before you just buy into the, the belief of that. Well, it's what's so dangerous about it, Colton, is a lot of times people aren't even aware that they're doing it. 
And it has a negative impact on the body too. You know, it releases the, the cortisol and stress hormones into our system, which isn't good for us at all. And what we want to do is to release endorphins. And that's what the positive self-talk is doing and being kind and gentle. And we talk with ourselves as we would talk with our best friend. How would you treat your child if like, if I make a mistake, how would I treat my child if they were the ones who made the mistake or my best friend, if they were the ones who made the mistake, treat myself the same way. It's, you know, we, we're the most important person to it because how we treat ourselves is how we treat other people as well. It's, it's our energy and our come from. Yeah. I've had several people, you know, when I get stuck in things, they've said, okay, pretend I was bringing this issue to you. What advice are you giving me? (laughs) And that's like a great way to, to reset in the moment where you're like, oh, am I not perceiving myself as like a normal person that just has an issue? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I just uh, read some, where did I read that? It was a study done that where people, when they talk to themselves in a third person, like if I were saying, Renee, pick yourself up, you got this, as opposed to saying, I need to do this. Like, and talking to, to myself in the third person, it has a more positive impact on releasing endorphins into the body and in belief that I can actually accomplish that. I'll have to go see if I can find that. I can't remember where I saw it, but it was really I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to do that. You know, be your own biggest cheerleader. Yeah, it sounds interesting as long as I don't do it out loud in public. <laughs> to my Colton needs to. Happen, right? Yep. Yeah. Colton yeah. needs it to get it together, and people around me are like, "What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not talking to you." The cult in your head. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so, it, it kind of gets down to this: like, why aren't we teaching these skills in schools? Because so many of us, as we grow up, and as I've talked to people, are like, "Yeah, you know, all these things that you never learn in school that are super critical as an adult, and you learn later in life through some pretty hard lessons." <laughs> Yeah. Well, I tell you, I mean, we spend our kids spend thousands of hours learning their ABCs and one, two, threes. They're not learning the one thing that has the greatest impact on their lives. And that's how to manage their mindset. And it's the missing link in children's education It's the missing link in children's mental health as well. You know, children's mental health is in a crisis right now. And what's interesting, Colton, is that so many people when they see their child struggling, they think, oh, I need to find a counselor. I need to find a therapist. Mental health is on a continuum. On one end, you have mental wellness. On the other end, you have mental illness. Counselors and therapists tend to focus on the mental illness side. So they're assessing, diagnosing, and treating more serious mental illness and mental health issues. Coaches focus on the mental wellness side. We're on the prevention side. And when children develop these skills and they learn how to build resilience and coping skills, when they learn how to proactively develop their confidence and their self-esteem, when they learn how to set and achieve their goals and live life with direction, they live, they come, they come from is from a more empowered place and it supports them in their mental wellness. You know, we want to keep children from ever make, you know, finding, having to go to a counselor. It, it really has a powerful impact on our kids. I mean, absolutely, we need all of them in the world, right? But there's so much help and so much support that coaches can provide and support children long before counseling is ever needed. And a lot of parents aren't even aware that that's an option for their children. 
yeah, it's interesting that we label it like it's a crisis and then we only focus on reactive measures and not on preventative, which is like the number one thing anytime you're doing any safety measure. It's like, oh, what can we prevent? <laughs> well, and it's it's so it's so frustrating because you know, we've been trying to get this word out to parents so they know that this is out there for their children, support is out there for their children. Coaches are part of the child's team. You know, they're not trying to replace the parent. They're part of that parent's team and that child's team, supporting them in developing this, the life skills that they need to be able to thrive in life. And you're right. It's just, it's, it is so needed. And we just really need to let parents know that this is out there for their children. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, like these are all the skills when you look at them and you're like, oh, yeah, that's something I wish I had as a kid. And then you look at the next point. Oh, that's something I wish I had as a kid too. And you're like, yeah. well, then why aren't we, why don't we just have this in place? Why isn't it existing part of the curriculum? Oh, absolutely. And you know, we, we teach those types of mindset skills, but we also teach some kind of inner compass skills of guidance and self-leadership. For example, um, you know, like integrity, respect, self-respect, self-responsibility as well, because it really supports children being grounded in who they are and how they treat people in the world. Um, just one example is when one of the ways we, we teach about respect is that every time we're with someone, we leave a mark. It's either a gold heart or a grungy mark based on how we treat them. And so one of the exercises that we, and we have, of course, a coaching story all around this, but one of the exercises that we share with the children when we're coaching is to practice giving gold hearts. And one of the case studies that we have on our, our website was this little girl named Julie, and she was in the practice of doing this. Well, she took it back to her family. So the whole family started practicing giving gold hearts and the whole, it just transformed the energy in the entire family because they were really paying attention to how they interacted with, with each other and how they treated other people too. So that's just a perfect example of of coaching and the impact it can have on a child and a family and how simple it can be as well. Well, yeah, it's one of those, like when you build this up into a child's identity, when they don't exactly have like a lot of identity to start with, it becomes a large part of what they just practice. Like that's who they are now is part of this, like, you know, resilience and mindset and just acting good towards people going forward. It's like, yeah, instead of being, you know, a one hundredth of their personality as an adult, it's, you know, one tenth of their personality as a child. And that's a way bigger impact. And obviously adults are going to spend a lot of their time with their children, hopefully. And uh, that's going to like rub off because they're like, oh, my kid's always acting like such a better human than I am. Well, I mean, it's just it's it's an opportunity for all of us to grow as people and to connect and and to be the best versions of ourselves. So what's the dream? Like if I gave you an unlimited amount of resources, where would mm -hmm. we see this? Oh, my goodness, Colton. I would love for every kindergartner to learn how to wear their power goggles, you know, to wake up in the morning, to send themselves a positive self-talk, you know, positive mantra in there in the mirror, to to know that 
they can bounce back from any disappointment that happens out there to know that they can set and achieve their goals and to have the skill set to be able to go make those happen. I mean, the dream is is for all children to get coaching because from there, I mean, it's it would transform the world. It would transform the world if all people, all children, all people had this come from of empowerment and of honoring and seeing the gift of who they are and seeing and honoring the gift of everybody else as well. It, it, this world would be a different place. That really is the dream. I mean, just, you know, thousands and thousands of coaches out there reaching hundreds of thousands and millions of children. Yeah. And that makes sense because, you know, the effect is exponential, right? Like having one kid in a classroom might impact some other kids, but having every kid in the classroom all practicing like good mental health practices is going to, you know, boost each other. Because if one of them starts to fall behind in what they're doing for themselves, they're going to look around and see everyone else still doing that practice. And they're like, oh, right. I forgot. I need to do this. Yeah. Even something as simple as gold hearts, not only giving gold hearts to other people, but giving gold hearts to yourself. Yeah, that's where the positive self-talk comes in. And it, it, it's so simple and it's the ripple effect that ripples around the world. Yeah. Awesome. So if people yeah. are looking to find out more or reach out to you or learn any of this stuff, where can they find it? Yes. Well, we love for people to have a chance to experience our curriculum. So we invite you to visit our website. It's adventuresinwisdom.com. And from there, there's a tab up at the top that says free story. We invite you to download the free story on how to develop positive self-talk. You'll see what the curriculum is all about. And if you feel inspired to possibly become a coach, we have an overview on our website. There's a little tab that says be a coach where you can learn about how our program works and see if it's the right fit for you. Or if you're a parent and you're interested in maybe having one of our coaches work with your child, there's a tab there that says for parents, and you can connect with one of our coaches that way. Um, or if you know someone that you think would be a great coach, you know, we invite you to share the information, send them to our site, get that free coaching story because it just download the story today. You can have story time tonight and you can start transforming the way your children talk with themselves, the way you talk with yourself, and even just the whole conversation within the whole family. It's one of those definitely that, you know, you can do this for your child free and easy and just see if you notice a positive change, because if you do, it's something you want to carry forward. So mm -hmm. I, I appreciate you bringing all of this on the show. It's been great. Thank you so much. Well, well thanks for having me, Colton. It's been a joy and just appreciate any opportunity to help spread the word and let parents know that there's support out there for their children. Make sure you take advantage of that support if you found this episode helpful. Please also take a brief moment to rate the show five stars on iTunes, Audible, or Spotify. You too can do your part to help the show grow by telling other people that you enjoyed this podcast. I'm always looking for new topics, guest ideas, and questions from the audience. To reach out to me, email dumbenoughpodcast at gmail.com or send a message to any of the show pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or wherever else you find us. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you all Monday for an episode about furry family. Buh bye bye